0: Tom Zappala, and John Mallory. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. J.M., what's, what's going with on? the shirt, dude? What do you mean, what's with the shirt? Yeah, it's Austin my... Prep. See, <laughs> okay. Right out of the gate, for our viewers and listeners, uh, Austin Prep is the prep school that I went to, yeah. and St. John's Prep is the prep school that this gentleman went to. Right. It's kind of a rivalry. A little bit because the uh, kids that can't get into St. John's go to Austin. <laughs> All right. See, you know, you, see, you just fired the first salvo. All right, I'm just. Saying. I, I will agree. I will agree.
2: Let's put it this way: the dumbest kid at St. John's Prep is the, is a valedictorian at Austin.
1: I will uh, agree. <laughs> I, I will agree wholeheartedly that Austin Prep. No, it's a good school. It's a great school. It's a good school. You know the
2: tuition. <laughs> you know the tuition is higher than at St. John's. I'm home? sure it is. But well, who doesn't want to go to Redding? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just let me
1: just preface this by saying that something nice happened. So that's why you. Well, yeah, and I'll tell you about that. But Austin Prep cannot compete with St. John's Prep. With football, sports you guys, wise, no, you no, well, no, don't yeah. say sports wise. Sports wise, no. across the board, no, because you guys have produced a lot of professional Our football. Or academically, players. or lunch, even the lunches are better.
2: <laughs> but Stage Austin bars. Prep, year after year, <laughs> I'm not going to stop until Leighton stops
1: laughing. Has kicked <laughs> Austin Prep has kicked the proverbial proverbial asses of St. John's and hockey across the board. Plus, we can say proverbial. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's just let's end this conversation well, I, later in the show
2: or whenever you want. Something nice did happen. Yes, I,
1: I was I was asked by Austin to come, and I, I I want to give a shout out to Jen Hartston. They asked me. I we went and we presented the library. The headmaster called right they said well, you have two
2: more credits to go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: she, all right, Le, Le, Leighton is bring I've, is room, is you know, Leighton in. I've right completely now? ruined the open of the show. No, <laughs> Leighton, Leighton. Please don't. You're you're enabling him. <laughs> all right. Can you not? Ina- I'm asking you not to en- enable him. Can you do he me a favor? You know,
3: it's funny. We have our holiday party later today, and I haven't touched any alcohol. But, you know, I feel a little drunk from all this good humor. I appreciate well, that.
1: All I want to say is that they asked me and they asked us, uh, Ellen and I, uh, yeah, to to present the library what all the co- books, copies of so every there's one books. Of our, book. our books are in the. But late, this is very funny. This is very. And then we're going to move on. So I thought it was kind of cool. You know, that's very. They cool They called actually. me up, went to, met the librarian. Some of the students were there, yep. and I present them with these award-winning books, because in the library they are creating a uh, a wing of publications. It's more, it's, just it's more like a section. Listen to this. It's not a wing. <laughs> <laughs> are you done? I am. So, they, they are dedicating a section of the library for, for alums that have published Which is books. a great idea. So, I hand them my like six books and yeah. I start talking to the library. You know what he says to me? I says, So, who else has contributed? He says, Well, we have a Nobel Prize winner. <laughs> <laughs> plus, plus a guy that came in second right. for right. the Pulitzer Prize. Right. And
2: Tom's like, we won the bronze. At I got the Cracker Jack uh, book. We won the bronze <laughs> at the Ben Franklin six years ago. No, yeah. I've got, 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 got the that's
3: autograph so book. I've placed third in the soapbox. That's right. <laughs> no,
1: they were all award, national award-winning books, but and, and we were honored. Can we I say on. something? That's awesome. Oh, that's amazing. That's no, great We're good. We're good. I'm going to call St. John's. You well, and
3: Ellen, that's amazing. I'm yeah. going
1: to call St. John's and see if they'll let me do that. Because they're not going to call me, I can tell you that. <laughs> All right, listen a couple things <laughs> first. Our headlines, and then I want to just make a little a little uh, statement about yeah. one of our, our our loyal viewers. Yes, Bill Russell mem- memorabilia fetches seven point four million dollars in the Boston auction. One of the most complete and valuable sing- single player collections ever mm. by Hunt Auctions. Four hundred items. They fetch seven point four million in sales. And just take a look at some of this stuff. This championship rings from 1957 that, to 69. Yeah. One ring sold for, uh, they, the, 57 rings, $705,000 they sold it for. Man. Uh, it was just a successful auction. Jeez. Congratulations, because a lot of what Bill Russell is doing, he's donating that to, to some of the different programs yep. uh, in the greater Boston area for kids. Yes. And the underprivileged. So congratulations. Uh, Rich Miller was nice enough to to, to post this story uh, from uh, uh, Sports Collectors Daily. And as always, uh, you can get the news 24 7. Go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. You know,
2: Russell continues to have that social conscience. Oh, he he always always has. He always will. You know,
1: it's nice. uh, uh, Did we lose Leighton? I guess we lost Leighton. Oh, there he is. He's back. He's back. back. Sorry, uh, my my wife is trying to call me. (laughs) (laughs) On her part? (laughs) You know, one thing about Bill Russell. Just don't let her know about Julie. You know what kind of a (laughs) (laughs) cat. I was at Austin oh, it today, <laughs> When I was at Austin, he lived in Reading. Yeah. You know what he used to drive for yes, car? Yes, he did. He lived in Reading. Right? You know what he drove for a car? Don't know. A Volkswagen Beetle. So did you see him?
2: Like when you saw him all the time? No kidding, all the time. Wow. He
1: used to drive a Volkswagen Beetle. Think about that. Well, did he get in a? Bill <laughs> they Russell. They take the
2: front seat. He out? had it
1: custom made. Wow. He had it custom made. Wow. All right, listen uh, before we get to Layton. And by the way, this is going to be kind of a free for all. Okay. Because Layton's got a lot of stuff going, but he Derek does. Grady calls me up, Layton. He says, "Listen, you got you got Sheldon coming on." I says, "Yep." He says, I want to be on with him <laughs> oh, good So we're going to bring Derek in In the second half of the show We're going to have both of your mugs on camera Awesome And That's we're going to talk about uh, Hanukkah, Christmas, my birthday When's your birthday? June Okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> just thought I'd throw that in But listen, uh, on, a, on a serious note uh, I gotta, and today is uh, Friday And the show is airing on Wednesday, as we all know But one of our really loyal, loyal followers uh, of the show He's been with us since day one uh, Jay Gothrow hmm. We got word today that Jay passed away Ah, oh, uh Yesterday uh, I, I was shocked, shocked I just communicated with him about a week ago Yeah So, uh I don't know what the circumstances were or what happened. Uh, Jay lost his wife. A week ago from oh COVID. Uh, I didn't wow. know if he had COVID or what the story is, but uh, our condolences to the Garthrow family. Jay was a great guy. I know Jay was, a. you know, when, when, when you watch the show and, you, and you're watching all yeah, the comments, sure, sure. guys like Scott Roberts and yeah, Stan yeah, Orr and yeah, Joe Marino, right. they're always communicating back yeah. and forth with each other. Sure. So uh, a great loss to the collectibles yeah. world and to yeah. his family. Jay, no question. Rest no in doubt. peace. Rest in peace, tragic. brother. All right, our giveaway... This thing, this is like a bad penny. It's like the boomerang gift. This is like a ba- This is a bad penny. Yeah. And we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna cease until we give this away. <laughs> this is a this is the fourth time or third or fourth time you're gonna show what it is or yeah you're gonna hold it up. This good. is the third or fourth time you can hold got, it up. I got, I got, that we oh, have tried. If he doesn't, oh okay. Yeah, you do this is the third or fourth time that we have for some reason tried to give this away out of the Staten Island Joe Marino stolen bag. <laughs> this is this is signed by Hall of Fame umpire Al Balic who looks a little I don't like think Mallory you can see it. looks a
2: little actually looks a little like Sheldon too signed Look. in by the way signed in black ink Sorry. on top of a
1: blackjack Light and guy looks a little like you we mm-hmm. for some reason anytime we pick a winner we never hear from them so this is a four time I'm begging you if you win today please I'm begging <laughs> you to take Al off my hands fair enough I am gonna go downstairs, light a cigar, and put my ass on I'll tell you what there, I'm so. gonna do. If we don't have a winner this week, I'm gonna mail this to you. I don't care what the hell you Perfect. Do with it. Perfect. Fantastic. To be
3: honest with you, I gotta be I, I think it's more of like the thing's a curse or a mush. I don't need I'm already a Jets fan. I don't need any more oh, you of that don't kind of need stuff that, in my right? life. Please don't ship it to me. Ship it to anyone else. Thank
1: you. I have one other question before we get I'm to great. I get to say I get calls. I get the same calls from the same guy. Three or four times a day, I'm trying to wonder. His name is Paul. Po. Potential spam. Who is he? <laughs> I get six or seven calls from this guy a day,
2: but he Zap thinks it's from the market. So they have. They might have some spam today <laughs> that he could come in and buy. We have potential Gosh. spam today.
1: Exactly. Hey, listen. All kidding aside, Derek. I mean Derek. Leighton, welcome. We love you. You know what you mean to us. Um, you're you're a pioneer, and you really are a pioneer uh, in this whole break phenomena. I mean, you're one of the guys. I know you didn't you weren't the guy that created, but you're the guy that took it to a whole freaking n- another le- That's level. That's for sure. You really did. How does this, how did it all evolve? I mean, you had a nice little Just Collect website. You had a great business, but you went from from a a, a great business to something else that just has taken off like you wouldn't believe? Probably, you're probably the number one breaks in the, I'm sure you're the number one break show in the country. How did that all evolve?
3: Well, first off, I appreciate you gentlemen having me on the show today. Uh, You know, it's an honor to be here and and all the kind words are, you know, frankly, probably too much, Uh, (laughs) but thank you nonetheless. Um, You know, as far as breaking goes, um, you know, we've talked about a couple things before, but most important thing to me, and, and my my son is a shout out to Crosby, who's going to be seven years old the day after Christmas. Uh, so it's nice to wish him a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Crosby! Um, yeah. And so whether it be to me, you're seven, you're seventeen, or you're seventy-seven, where it all started for me with breaking was really a curiosity, um, the willingness and the desire to wanting to learn about something new, um, combining passions, which was cards, right, and business. And then from there, really, this was nice because you're mentioning just collect. I will plug us. If it didn't work out, meaning my new idea, it was okay. I had something to fall back on. Right. I didn't point. need to eat from it. Nothing, no one was depending on me, certainly at the time. And so it really just came down to giving some time to myself to enjoy the National every year, uh, which this year will be in Atlantic City. Super excited about that. Um, excuse me, next year, technically. Right. will be in Atlantic City, but the next National. Right. Uh, and so you know what I encourage everyone to do is to explore their passions. And so for me... You know Mike's passion crossed past with the breaking pavilion at the national at this point probably five years ago maybe six yeah and what I saw going on was very vibrant activity Um, it looked like real dollars were taking place in terms of you know the buying and selling however one noticeable thing that I saw the disparity in is that when I left if you will the rest of the nationals main room and I went over to the case break pavilion six years ago. I was like one of the only regular dealers in there. Everyone else was either super young, right, super hip, you know, in terms of social media and technology, or to be fair, they were for whatever reason or another were already immersed in the breaking space. But the common denominator between everyone, every single breaker was breaking, which for those who don't know who are tuning in, is the act of opening up a pack of cards, a box of cards, a whole case of cards for your audience to enjoy, whether it be on YouTube, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, so on and so forth. Um, and what's really fun is you don't always have to buy in. You could just be an observant, a participant by watching. Um, but what I saw firsthand, Tom, was the lack of vintage. I went to the National as a card nerd ever since I was a young lad. right? And I've always been, even though I couldn't always afford vintage, I was always taken back by it. So the fact that there was all this going on, And I was able to kind of, if you will, if you look at it as being a chef, you know, have my own recipe and my own spin. And so that's what I did after seeing it happen uh, for probably a couple of years in a row. And then I took my love of vintage and decided, I I mean, I remember the first website we had at vintagebreaks.com was probably, we might've had 20 items for sale, 25 items. And I specifically remember for the first couple of months, we only opened up like five or ten different products, really. So it was really like it was such a small group of folks that clearly loved the idea of participating, even if I like think I said they weren't buying in, just watching to see vintage packs be regularly opened, I thought we might have something on our hands. And so um, you know that was really my first, I guess, you know, dive into the pool of breaking. It was not all at once, that's for sure.
2: So, let's talk a little bit about, and you and I talked about this a, a lot, Leighton, when you hosted with me a few weeks ago, but let's talk about... By the, the way, did he send you the check
1: for that? Because <laughs> he said... He, you know, you're unbelievable.
2: No, there's no check. You, you said you were going to pay him. I told him, check back. Oh, okay. Me. I'll take a dinner at Eddie
3: V's. Wow, I just discovered that place in your area. It's fantastic.
2: Where? At
3: Eddie V's. Am I saying it right? Eddie the V's. restaurant? Where's that? Where's that? No, where? It's uh in so Boston. When I do when I do the Wilmington, Massachusetts yeah. show, yeah, and I you know because at the um, at the Schrider's Auditorium, yeah, you yeah, you can't really stay there, so I stay at a hotel like a Marriott, like fifteen minutes away, and you know there's a, a few good steakhouses, including Capitol Grill, but I, I wanted to try something new, so there's a place called Eddie V's. Gonna have to check seafood. Really? really? Fantastic. David? Apparently, there's a few locations. It was
2: amazing. No kidding. Have you ever heard of it? Well, next time yeah. you're here, Eddie V's is on me. How about that? Great. Uh, nice. Hold on. I'll take that. So and, let's never have Layton on the show. Am I I'm in? <laughs> 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 yeah, you can your, come along. Bring question. the headmaster. Um, Leighton, <laughs> let's talk about the process uh, by which people get involved with this. And one, you brought it up in, in answering Zapp's question. One of the things I'm most amazed at is people that don't even buy in, you have just spec Tators. People just want to see it because it's so exciting, going back to when we were kids, opening up a pack, you know, live. But let's talk about how people get involved with it, the sign-up process, and, and how people can join in.
1: Hold on, before you answer that question, one no, thing God. I want to add to what you said, Leighton, we've talked about it a million times, but you, you know, I've never gotten involved with Vintage Breaks, but I have watched many of your shows, and I don't participate, but I enjoy them. And again, when we were on the stage at the Burkus, when you opened up the 55 Bowman Mantle, yeah. I mean, Rico and I, we were just enjoying watching what you were doing. It's incredible. And then yeah. all of a sudden, when, 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 this, when, when, you, when, you, when you break a pack and, and, and a Mona Lisa comes out, people, like, freak out. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes.
4: Yeah.
1: Talk about that
3: a little bit, Leighton. Sure. You know, it's funny. I was reading an article earlier this morning about a one- Billion dollar valuation on an esports business. Now, I'm certainly not comparing Breaking and the stars of Breaking, right? Like J5 and S10, and some of our crew here at Vintage Breaks, and across yeah. the industry, there's a lot of yeah. you know great folks that have nice personalities and and you know market themselves accordingly. Um, but you know when you consider that there's people that are watching other folks simply play video games, talk about their experience, <laughs> point, right. it. Exactly. You know, it's really not that wild or that crazy. Right. I mean, I see what Crosby, my six-year-old is participating in on YouTube and you know, what he likes, what he enjoys participating in and watching. And so it's not just the thrill of the hunt. It's not just what might come out, but there really is a community nature, almost like the way you would find at your card shop. And let's be honest, even though there's still a lot more card shops than there were a couple of years ago. My local card shop's not a couple of minutes from my house. Right. So it's not that convenient if you're someone who wants to nerd out daily or a few times a week that like 40 minutes comes off the top of to and from the card shop. You know, maybe you have what? An extra 10 or 15 minutes if you're someone who has a free hour a day. And so what a lot of our folks are doing, and this is what's amazing to me, I'll find out later on, hey, how did such and such get into that break? They're like, Leighton, he's been watching us for months. He doesn't really have the budget to buy into breaks, but he enjoys watching. He participates in our trivia and some of our giveaways, and he saved up 75 bucks in break credit. It really brings a smile to my See, face. See, that's cool. That that's good. Not good. only that's you cool. know, developed a community where, I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. We have to buy and sell mm. in order to pay our people. Sure. That's just the way it works. Right. However, what, the way you can't predict it will work, which is something I'm, you know I call the secret sauce, is exactly what I just mentioned. We have folks that are just watching us for the sake of entertainment, for the sake of enjoying the cards themselves, the community nature, or frankly, all, and any or all of the above, um, it's something that I can see is analogous to the esports industry. And I think, forget about vintage breaks, all of the breakers who are putting forth their best effort every day, it really helps to lift up everyone because you're now actually providing a form of entertainment. Not just a niche, meaning a vintage break, yeah. but you actually are in the breaking community. And that's how I feel as the owner um, or one of the main owners of vintage breaks is, yes, it's our company, but really I'm part of something bigger. And for the next whatever it is, decade or decades to come, if folks enjoy this form of entertainment, I mean, this wouldn't be the craziest thing to catch on True. you know, in the last, let's say, several years in the hobby, right. considering the growth that we've seen.
2: Yep. So... I'm watching Great American Collectibles Show this coming week. I see Leighton Sheldon on the show. He's talking about breaks, all this fun stuff, watching, getting involved, buying in. Take us through the process where this person that's never seen you before, where do they go? What do they do? How do they buy in and get involved?
3: Great. Well, I appreciate you asking, J.M. So the easiest thing to do, especially for a first-time customer, is you can sign up for free at VintageBreaks.com, and you will get a $15 break credit on the house. So what's really nice about that is shipping is included as long as it's um, you know domestic. Yeah, and you can buy mm-hmm. let's say a spot in a 1982 Donruss baseball pack for three bucks. You can buy a spot in a 1989 Upper Deck pack for three bucks. Meaning you can go budget, or you can buy a little bit more of an expensive spot for ten or twelve dollars or fifteen dollars. Never spend a single penny yourself. You're going to get the the card or cards in the breaks that you bought in. And, which is super fun, I know a lot of folks feel like it's the best kept secret about vintage breaks, but it's our bonuses. So on any given day or time, you might be able to win something like a T206 Ty Cobb, which we're currently running a big event for. A 1929 Caution Babe Ruth, thousands of dollars in break credit, Mickey Mantle cards, and everything in between. So what's really fun, gang, is that if you sign up for this $15 and you participate in our breaks, and you decide that even if it's not for you, in terms of your budget, it doesn't fit what you can afford, but you like it, well, guess what? That $15 of purchases will actually count towards any bonuses we have running. So you can literally turn a free sign-up into free cards, and if you get really lucky, into a free Hall of Famer or some other That's giveaway cool. that That's we have really running. That's very cool. Um, That's so you good. Know, at any given time. And so if you want to watch us, it's pretty simple. You simply go on YouTube, to youtube.com slash vintage breaks. You can also find vintage breaks on Facebook. However, if you want to know like the really juicy details about the thousands of dollars we're giving away in our next big event, which will be in late January, you could do that on our event page at
1: event.vintagebreaks.com. We are chatting with Leighton Sheldon from vintage breaks slash just collect. When we come back, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about the high-end buy-ins, too, because I went online, and I want you to take us through that, too, because there are high rollers, and there are budget people. That's right. Hang in there. We'll be right back.
2: Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardcode.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information.
5: Hi, everyone. I'm Rico Petroselli, and I'm very excited to talk to you about our new partner, Panini America. Panini America is the world leader in licensed sports and entertainment collectibles, and we're proud to have them as the official trading card of the Great American Collectibles Show. When it comes to modern trading cards of your favorite players, Panini America leads the way in terms of innovation, design, creativity, value, and fun. From landmark brands such as Donruss, Prism, and Contenders to high-end juggernauts like Flawless, National Treasures, and Immaculate, Panini America delivers the hottest trading cards of the biggest names in the NBA, NFL, MLB, PA, NASCAR, soccer, and college. When you want to collect the best, collect Panini America. Ask for it at your local hobby shop or at mass retailers like Target and Walmart. And you can always find Panini America online at iCollectPanini.com. Panini Panini America, who do you collect? How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com.
0: Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction & Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return, on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Com. Go with the best, go with memory lane. It's often
4: been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts. Okay, we are back, and Leighton is in the house. Leighton
1: Sheldon from Vintage Breaks slash... You know something? I was just talking to John. Uh, I think I'd like to... Uh, you know, we can we can talk about this on the air, right, John? We talk about everything on the air. Right. You know something, Leighton? I think we should switch... As opposed to other shows I think that we have well-developed scripts. <laughs> right. Show prep... <laughs> Listen, we, we live by the mantra, Leighton, we live by the mantra, show prep is our enemy. But... <laughs> Sadly whatever comes to mind we throw out. <laughs> no, but you know sometimes I, th- I think we'd like to do a switch it out your, your commercial and do a vintage breaks commercial. If that's okay oh, with you. Oh, I mean, that's a good idea. Right? I mean, that's a great idea. Actually. So we'll, yeah. we'll we'll talk after the show. But listen, I want to yeah, ask you about I, like that. I want to talk to you about the uh, uh, the high dollar buy-ins. All right? So, can you give us an example of one of the more or the most expensive buy-in you've ever had, how it worked and what the opening was?
3: Sure. So um, the first thing I'm going to start off by saying, and and this might surprise you, um, as much as I do love breaking, and I think it's a wonderful form of entertainment, it's an interesting way to collect, because we're now going to talk about some expensive breaks. I'm going to start off with one in particular that was very expensive. that didn't go that great. And the reason why I'm starting with that is because I want everyone to understand that whether it be with vintage breaks or any of the other dozens or hundreds of other breakers out there, be careful. Meaning set yourself a budget, no matter what, you know, no matter what it is, if it's 10 bucks, if it's a hundred bucks, if it's a dollar, if anyone does judge you, maybe it's not the community for you, but I can tell you that just like holiday time, right. And you go to, um, you know, shopping with your friends and family and you kind of feel a little bit of social peer pressure to buy that super expensive coat that you really don't need the same thing can happen in breaks. And so, you know, if you are of the logic that, Hey, I'm a Yankee collector. God forbid, right? <laughs> um, and,
1: uh, you know, Took jer- the words right out of my mouth.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, you want to try to get that game-used jersey card of Donnie Baseball that was in there. Truth be told, a lot of the times you're going to be better served to just buy the card itself versus chasing it through a break. Yeah. And so you may you may say like, well, why is he saying this? It could hurt his business. Because the reality of it is, and I do believe this, that no matter whether it be you're in baseball cards, whether it be you're breaking. You're in the lumber business, right? You're in the entertainment business. The more you can connect with your audience, and the more transparent you can be, and the better advice you can give them, it's all going to come back to serve you, you know, better in the end. And so um, with that being said, I'm going to start off with a particular break, which I was super excited about. We did it live, meaning it sold out. We did it live from the Valley Ford show just a couple of weeks ago okay. where you guys were at the previous show. Yeah. The spot price was $2,250 per spot. So, so hold on. So let's, home,
1: let's make sure we understand this. So there was a two thousand. Say round it off to two grand. So there was a two thousand dollar buy-in on per the break spot, per spot. spot. And how many and spots they got were one there? One card. Wow. How many, how many? How many? How many spots were there? There were ten. Okay. okay. So what happened?
3: Well, it was a box of two thousand nineteen National Treasures first off the line basketball. So for those of you who are not familiar with that draft class even though Zion's out at the moment, still filled with ton of potential. Right. John Morant, RJ Barrett, Tyler Harrow. like, Like the list goes on and on. Right. However, when there's only 10 cards in a box, anything can happen. Right. And in fact, in this case, it did, in the sense of we're about five cards in and it wasn't going well. Like we didn't get anything juicy. And it's five cards in. I don't know if you guys have ever felt this, but like, you know, have you ever been in a store let's say going food shopping. And even though you're not looking behind you or to your right, to your peripheral vision, you just feel like someone's watching you or you can see them somehow. <laughs> so I somehow see Ken golden and his son, Paul at our booth and Ken was, you know, Ken uh, golden auctions has a booth at the show. Right. But I thought what was great is uh, Paul's uh, his son. Paul's a little bit older than my son Crosby. Um, it seemed like they were just walking around and having fun together, which obviously anyone could appreciate at any level. Yeah. And so we're like about halfway through the break, as I mentioned, it's not going great. I'm like, Oh, what's a great way to, you know, basically get people more excited about this break. that's Bring not going Kenny so golden well? in. Bring in Kenny golden. So I say, Hey Ken, how are you? It's nice to see you. Do you want to join us? He's not one to shy away from, you know, the public eye. <laughs> no way. And it, it was really adorable because not only did Ken join us, but his son, Paul did. Now, we're going to get to the rest of the break, which didn't go great. and you know, We've got a couple cards of consequence, but I don't know if – I think eight of the ten people lost man- money, maybe even nine of the ten. Really? Meaning it was totally random. You don't know. Um, the box goes for like $15,000, $18,000. So if you do the math, it's not like there was a lot of profit. Sure. It's that we did it for the notion of opening up a super-duper exciting box. However, I did this to show you that just because a break is expensive – and it costs a lot to get, a lot to get into, right. it does not mean that you're going to pull something um, of anything you know, substantial. And I don't want to get off on a sidetrack, so I want to get back to Ken in a minute. This is why set breaks have become very popular with the vintage breaks community. And for those of you who do not know what a set break is, we have set breaks that range from 10 bucks to $500 a spot. But what's really nice about a set break, for example, we have an upcoming 1951 Bowman set break. 324 cards. Now, whatever the buy-in is, let's just say it's two hundred fifty bucks. I don't know what it's going to be, yeah. but whatever it is, someone's going to win the Mickey Mantle rookie right. rated PSA three and a half. Someone's going to win the Willie Mays rookie rated PSA two and a half. So it's just really about gotcha. like your risk reward, um, you know, proposition, and in terms of what you're looking to collect. And so set breaks are a really nice change of pace for a lot of our clients that may not like that risk proposition of something so expensive like a national treasures box. But to get back to Ken and his son. So we finish up the box, like I said, a few better cards when they were there, thankfully. But then I saw the opportunity, and I only do this because I really do hope one day that as my son gets a little bit older in the hobby and in a place that I love, that people are going to be as warm and welcome to him as I try to be to others. And so I asked Paul if he wanted, because you know, I don't know, as a young kid, did you want to open up a pack live on camera? I know he's comfortable with it because I've seen it on you know his own um, show with his dad that he does. Yeah. And, yep, he was, he was very excited. I gave him a pack of 2018 Optic Basketball. And although we didn't get anything super-duper great, you could just see, like, he thoroughly was a ham. He enjoyed showing every card, um, you know, to the camera. And we tried to take the best of what was not a great situation, meaning this, this break, which didn't yield, you know, any super treasure, and still tried to have fun with it. And so sometimes you win, so- and sometimes you lose in terms of, you know, the risk. But I would say one of the greatest wins of all time, and you guys, uh, at least Tom, you were there for this, is when we did pull the 1955 Bowman uh, Mickey Mantle out of what we now call the Packard round the world. We have a video (laughs) uh, on YouTube on our Vintage Breaks channel that has tens of thousands of views on
4: it. Um, And it's funny funny because
3: even to this day, people still comment, Tom, hey, did you guys, like, what was wrong with the audio? This is a terrible camera work. And I'm like, guys, if I thought that Moses was going to be partying the Red Sea that day, well, of course I would have got more cameras, and I would have checked the audio. I had no idea that was going to happen.
2: That's
1: absurd. I'll tell you what. Rico, uh, I said I've told the story a zillion times, I'm sitting here. I, I watched the Rico's video. sitting yeah, here. Yeah. Leighton's sitting here. Yeah. He screams, and everybody, I mean, there was like a lot of people in the audience. <laughs> kind of just quiets, right? Rico was afraid to touch the card. Yeah. He refused to touch the card. <laughs> Honest to God. That was great. That was fun. That was a fun,
2: <laughs> fun, fun project. Yeah. We talk a lot on the show, uh, Leighton, in a lot of ways with a lot of backdrops about vintage versus modern. <laughs> not, even, not, <laughs> only, not always versus, vintage and modern. You know, Collectors, where are they going? In the backdrop of what you do, uh, with Just Collect and Vintage Breaks. W- what's the breakdown? Is, is, is Vintage standing up to modern? Is modern Good standing question. up to vintage? What's the balance there? Good question. It's
3: a, it's a great question. So, you know, the first thing is, um, you know, and and my dad, I do appreciate that he kind of let me figure out my own way in the card space as a young kid. But one of the things I wish I would have figured out is it didn't matter how much I poured in. It was still a lot of money to me at the time. I would have loved to have been able to balance Right and diversify. So although it was wonderful, my dad said complete sets, he wasn't like, hey, complete a vintage set versus a modern. Right. It was like go do what you want. The reality of it is if I would have just bought a single Ty Cobb T206 in low grade, one low grade Ruth Gowdy when I was a kid, and I had the money to do it, I just didn't have any direction or understand, you know, the idea of diversifying. And so my thought is this, JM, it's really hard to predict the future. Yeah. But if you look at it and you can still have fun diversifying, well, I think that there's great modern cards, and I do this. I add them to my vintage portfolio because maybe my Clemente rookie is going to go up, but it's probably going to be slow and steady. And even though there's no you know, guarantee that my Luca or JoJo Adele cards are going to go up, um, for me, if you don't do it um, also for fun, then you might as well just trade stocks or just trade crypto or You know, meaning have no emotional attachment to it. And so, you know, as far as modern goes, I know there's a big movement now away from base and like the idea of you have to collect something numbered or special or short printed for it to hold value long term. And what I would just say is when everyone says one thing, be careful. So they talk about this often right in the betting world. And I don't really bet. But, you know, if everyone's saying one thing, don't be afraid to go against the grain I will tell you, I was collecting 1984 Chicago Bulls rookie year tickets of Jordan before, not everyone, but before many people. I wasn't fortunate enough to buy a first game ticket, which just sold last night for over $270,000. It was the most ever paid for a PSA graded ticket. So there's some amazing stuff going on right now in the hobby, not just with cards, but with tickets. And so to your point, J.M., it's not vintage and modern. It's. I collect type one photos. I've been collecting them since I was at Leland 17 years ago. And some of the ones I bought 17 years ago are worth a lot more today than I paid 17 years ago. But I didn't only buy type one photos. I bought some other stuff and I've enjoyed the journey. So I guess my my advice is, is to be careful. Try to diversify um, and enjoy your journey.
2: I agree 100 That's one of the best answers we've gotten on the vintage modern thing uh, since I started doing the show. Question on that Jordan ticket, because a lot of people ask me about tickets, but since I started doing this show, was it ripped?
3: I believe it was a stub, but it was still graded a six. So uh, it's a great question, J.M. PSA will grade either a full <clears throat> ticket on a numerical scale, one through 10, yeah. or they will grade a stub on a numerical ticket Excuse me, on a numerical scale, 1 through 10. Yeah. In this case, I believe it was a stub and it was graded 6. Gotcha. But I have to double check.
2: Gotcha.
1: All right, listen, Layton is in the house. We're going to take a step back, take a break, (laughs) and when we come (laughs) back, back, there's going to be another picture, another image of another individual. Okay. I hope he doesn't have that goddamn leather hat on, that stupid (laughs) hat that he wears. So if I want to high-five him, I could do that. You can do that. That's fine. We're going to bring Grady in, and all (laughs) hell's going to— The first thing we're going to ask Grady, what he wants for Christmas. Fair enough? I like that. All right. We'll be right back.
2: Panini America is the world leader in licensed sports and entertainment collectibles, and we are proud to have them as the official trading card company of the Great American Collectibles Show. Panini leads the way in innovation and design with great brands like Donruss, Prism, Contenders, Flawless, National Treasures, and Immaculate. Partnering with the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball Players Association, NASCAR, FIFA, and College, Panini is certainly at the head of the hobby. You can find Panini products in major retailers like Walmart and Target, or online at iCollectPaniniAmerica.com. That's Panini America, who do you collect?
0: Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction and Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877 606 5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Go with the best. Go with Memory Lane. Pristine Auction is a family-owned
6: and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalier and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality and premier customer service their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan pristine also works for hope sports and identity hoops international traveling to mexico to build houses for the less fortunate pristine auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day for more information go to pristineauction.com that's pristine auction the best in the business
2: This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of
5: protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection.
6: rare dead stock to the latest release new or pre-owned the drops never stop ebay authenticity guarantee
2: and zap with the holiday season right here it's right here ebay is the place to go for all of your memorabilia sports or non-sports cards autographs and much more whether it's a gift for that special someone or you just want to add to your collection ebay's huge marketplace should be your first stop and if you sell Now's the time to flip those cards and get some extra holiday cash. I shop on eBay all the time. That's eBay, connecting buyers and sellers. You know what I just bought on Wait. eBay?
1: Globally. <laughs> you know what I just bought on eBay? What'd you buy? A back shaver. Nice. It's about time. <laughs> right. What do you think? It's nice. Is Grady in the house? Grady. Can, I am. Can, can can, you Derek, hear me? can you see Layton? I can see Layton. Yeah. Layton, Le- can
7: you see Derek? Hey, what's up Derek? Yes, I can. Hey, what's up Layton? Not too much are you? Wait, I thought that was Vince Vaughn for a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's right. okay. no, that's yeah, Leighton.
1: brother Billy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. Hey, listen, first of all uh I'm glad you guys uh, you guys mean a lot to us and we're glad you both Aww. on. That is nice. Grady, Grady, <laughs> just just out of curiosity. Oh, I'm fuzzy feeling. I know. Out of curiosity, did you uh, did you get me a Christmas present? You know,
7: maybe I should. <laughs> I think just
1: out, him, right? uh, him being on the show is gift enough. Oh, it is.
7: I, I think it is, too. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, look, you know. it's, it's the gift thing.
2: that keeps on giving for Here's what I'm gonna 17 minutes. I'm
7: going right. to give you what you give our, our 14 listeners. <laughs> You give them the worst door prizes known to man. By Listen to this first.
1: I get the Al Balik again. This guy comes back to haunt us. I can't give this thing away. Let's do it right this now. Is no, fir- this is the first.
2: This is the first prize where I would I would actually rather
1: have the bag. I've had to, I've, four <laughs> times. Four times we've had this damn thing up and nobody wants it. So okay, let's do it right, right. now. Uh, come on. What, are we it it, it, what are we giving it? We're giving it to who? <laughs> we're gonna pick out of the hat. Oh, it's this stuff in here.
2: All right thought it was a prop. Uh, and be careful whose name you pick.
3: That's
2: what I thought. Yeah. No, I, I, just yeah be I know. Late. So he's in there. I'm going to look. i right. He's, he's I in did not pick nice. him. Yeah. Jeez. I'm going to negotiate it. Go ahead. Who do All right. We got? The winner is
1: Paul Lichardi. Oh, Paul. I know Paul. Paul Lichardi. Paul Lichardi. Paul, you know something? Paul is a local guy. I'm going to shove this in his mouth if he doesn't take it, because I know Paul. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna freaking take this. <laughs> Whatever you do in your free time is Balachadi. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you don't even have to you don't even have to PM me. All right, I'm gonna You're give you show this. Me your house. Right, I'll kill you if you don't take it. It's very simple, Dave. I cannot control myself any longer. <laughs> all I right. All right, listen. I got a question for both of you, you guys. Need to keep that or should I put it back? No, in the I bag? need it here. All right. I have a question for both of you guys. You know, you mentioned uh, Leighton Limited Prints. And if I'm, if I'm off base here, I want you to correct me, but collecting uh, my T206 cards, your T206 cards, the Gaudis, those cards are no longer being printed. What you see is what you get. Aren't the card manufacturers creating, you know, this whole speculation thing with guys investing in this and this, aren't they creating this? Because of the limited print editions of some cards, don't answer too quickly, both of you.
7: <laughs> you said it was for late, and so I'm
1: letting
2: late. <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah, they. No. Do- I'm pretty sure they dozed off after that ten minutes. <laughs> no, minute I, I'm
1: yeah. saying yeah. I, I think <laughs> not creating this speculative market.
3: Sure. So here's the thing: <laughs> at the most basic level, guys, it's still supply and demand. So on the one hand, yes. Are they manufacturing manufacturing scarcity? Absolutely. When you have numbered cards of Mac Jones and there's 37 versions that are numbered to 10, you make a really good point. That being said, if there's a limited supply and there's more demand that outweighs the supply,
1: it doesn't matter. I, w-
3: <laughs> I would say it doesn't really matter. However, I think what happens is instead of the Mac Jones, what I believe, and I'm making up with Mac Jones, instead of the cards costing, let's say. $100 each or $10 each because they now have been manufactured with this scarcity in mind, they're selling for $500 each or thousands of dollars each. Exactly. So I think in that case or in those cases, you have to be smart. You have to go to someone like Derek from Heritage, um, you know, like many of the other folks who've been around the, the industry for decades. And even if you don't want to buy from them or sell to them, ask them their opinion. Hey, does it make sense? I'm about to spend $8,400 on a Mac Jones rookie. and It doesn't mean that you're wrong, but it would be wonderful if you had a guide or you know a mentor to say to you, hey, for whatever it's worth for $8,400, you could get a really nice look at 53 tops mantle. Exactly. And then you take a look at it and you're like, wow, now it's not going to grow like the way a tech stock would. It's more going to grow like a slow you know, uh, Dow 30 stock. Yeah. However, you have to think about what you're trying to get out of it. And if you don't care about things going to zero, well, then maybe you take a shot at your Mac Jones rookie because they may go up exponentially more if he continues great play. And somehow, some way, the Pats win the Bowl this year. Things would go nuts. At the same time, if he gets hurt and suffers a career in the injury, it doesn't, man- your, doesn't matter to the degree they produced all these cards with manufacturing scarcity. No one would desire his cards thus no matter how limited the supply, the man, demand will be low, and the cards won't sell for very much.
1: Derek,
7: I mean, how can I add to that? <laughs> it's good. It was long, but it was good. I was, I was, I was. All right. Totally, so, all right so. He's right, and it doesn't matter. Look, they're creating scarcity, but at the end of the day, there are only so many. And what we're seeing is his example of eighty four hundred bucks. I bet you there's a lot of people. That want to spend eighty four hundred bucks on a on a limited edition Mac Jones. Unfortunately, when those things, when that uh, National Treasures comes out, people are saying it's going to be over a hundred grand.
1: That's unbelievable. This guys in his
7: rookie. But back to Leighton's point, for a hundred grand, you're now getting a fifty one Bowman mantle in seven, and a check for ten grand or twenty grand. Yeah. I mean, that is crazy. dinner with Derek. Dinner with me? Yeah, less than hundred grand at Eddie oh. V's. We're going to Eddie V's. Eddie V's. But, <laughs> oh, I, you know,
1: but you know, I, and the reason yeah. I, the reason I asked the question is, I'm thinking of a guy like a, a Zion. Zion is it? Zia? Zion. Zion it's Williamson. Not Zian, it's not Zion. It's Zion. Zion. Williams, yeah. he, he can't stop eating. No, right. He's eating, he's eating himself out of the league. Right. And yes. as a result, his his uh, his cod is dropping like his weight. I mean, it's but, as fast as his weight. So, I mean, I'm using that as an example. A lot of people have spent a lot of money in the oh, yeah. early days initially on zion williamson cards we've
7: sold a lot right and we've sold a lot but i've seen them selling for five i, mean, I remember somebody offering five hundred thousand to pull that national treasures and somebody got it and he, look there it is like layton said it is big risk big reward i don't do that i doubt layton does that we're more blue chip than we are speculative like i'm not going to go why would i buy a mac jones card for a hundred thousand dollars i like the kid i think he's really good Congrats to you guys of the Patriots replacing Brady with Mac Jones. That's that's
1: thank you. Thank it you. Looks really look, good. Look at the smirk but, on Leighton's face. Look at the smirk. <laughs> uh,
7: Leighton, yeah, yeah. He said
1: he's he said he, agree.
7: He's, he's a, yeah. no, he's, he's green he, and he just likes seeing me. <laughs> yeah, I'm a regular when Leighton, Leighton has a microphone. I'm over there. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, he's no, we've so having a good old, old time there. at Valley
3: Forge. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so let's we see each other.
2: I feel like. This is amazing to have these two guys. I feel like we have some great sports minds on this show right now, plus Zap. So, I mean, I think this is a good time. Yeah, minus one. <laughs> I'd like to get both of your opinions and yours, if you want. Thank you. Mostly theirs. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Steph Curry last week broke the all-time three-point mark in the in NBA history. I'm going to give you a quick blurb on me. Is, the, is he the greatest shooter who ever lived? I can I can be talked into that. I'm an 80s curmudgeon. I saw a lot of great shooters over the last 30, 40 years, but I can be talked into <laughs> it. I don't think he changed the game. I think he was part of a game that had already changed. Anyway, I'm not putting him down. He's a great player, three titles. He's a Hall of Famer, one of the great players of all time. Two-time I know, MVP. Yeah, two-time MVP, so I'm not putting him down at all. I don't think he was the Michael Jordan okay, or Bill Russell, that type of game changer, but great player all around, legend. Where where are his items? Where are his cards now? His autograph choice, memorabilia. Actually, um where does he where does great. he sit I mean, in the marketplace cards, now?
7: Yeah, game worn jerseys, yeah. his rookie cards. I dude, I honestly believe he is the best shooter. I've never. I do. I agree with
2: that. I think he's the best shooter. Ever. Bent, ever. Best yeah. pure
7: yeah. shooter. Best of all of all pure outside. shooter Absolutely. outside. Shooter I, agree ever. Yeah. I agree with yeah. that. I agree with if that. If he can see the hoop out of the corner of his eye, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's insane what he's done. It really is insane. All right. So so
1: has that? Has his are his cards like? short term right now at this snapshot in time between his cars and memorabilia, is there going to be a spike because he broke the record and then it'll go down or would they just continue? We all
7: knew he was going to break the record. I mean, people right. should have already, I already think sure. that, that spike was already happening. Sure. We already knew he was going to break the record unless he gets hurt. He's going to just keep draining threes. I mean, he's, it's a great player. You know, yeah, I, I was um, uh, but, I
1: was a shooter like that at Austin Prep. No, please stop. But late. <laughs> what do
7: you think of <laughs> like, like But what, what you see is as LeBrons go crazy, yeah. what happened? People go back and say Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, right. Every Jordan goes right. crazy, so they go after the other guys. So that's what people should be doing is thinking, well, who's undervalued? Maybe Ray Allen's undervalued.
2: Maybe he is, right.
7: Okay, because well, Steph just broke his record, right? Yeah. Well, Ray Allen's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So what? What are we? Why are we not? Is Ray Allen? I mean, you got to start thinking who is instead of jumping on the Luka and LeBron bandwagon and Michael Jordan, where nothing's undervalued anymore, really. Right. Um, you know, in my opinion, anyway. Um, you start looking for the other guys that are in the Hall of Fame that are getting overlooked.
2: Leighton, well, what about you on Steph?
7: So uh, great
3: player. Um, I certainly didn't grow up. Where you gentlemen grew up, but I grew up a Celtics fan, and I'm definitely partial to Larry Bird. Yeah. Um, you know, that being said, I'm a big believer of like, all right, so you guys know he's hot. Like Derek said, the price was already baked in for him to break the three point record. However, if he wins the title this year, yeah, that's an exciting thing for his cards and memorabilia. Oh, see, that's cool. So he's
2: right, you know, that's
3: because no one thought in the beginning of the year, and Derek I think will agree that prior to the season, it wasn't like Golden State was favored to win the title. No. So if he gets another MVP and another world title <laughs> yeah. under his belt, I think that that takes him up another level, um, much closer to the MJ and the LeBrons of the world yeah. versus, let's say, the Giannis of the world, where like yeah. really great player, has a title, maybe two, but you know, not that the jury's out, because Steph's definitely a Hall of Famer, but I think really it's like, well, what what's his place or where's his place in history? And let's be honest, at his age, if he gets another MVP and he gets another title, look what happened to Brady. I mean, I'm not comparing Brady to Curry, but I'm just saying, like, Curry wow. has room to grow still. But, you know, you can— I'm not
2: personally Yeah, him. and you can favorably compare him, if he gets that, to Kobe Bryant. I mean, he's in that yeah. conversation no, I, now I, with those guys. There's no doubt. You know?
1: Hey, yes. D- Derek, uh, you know, before you came on, uh, we were talking about vintage breaks. Why don't you tell us what's going on with Heritage? Yeah.
7: Well, we just are putting uh, to bed our catalog for January. We have a big card-only auction in January.
1: You know, I okay, think so if that's... you had a picture of me in that catalog, I think you would get a lot more viewers. I'll talk
7: to Ivy. We'll we'll see if we can get you to even just, you know, put a few words to a write-up. You know you what we should
1: do? We should get a picture of him in the
2: library at Austin Prep. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> oh God, know about that. No no yeah, yeah, with the headmaster <laughs> he and, and the section. Grady he, he, doesn't
1: know yeah. about that. Let's move on. Uh, okay. Go, go ahead. So, so <laughs> our catalog coming
7: up, first day vintage, second day modern, end of January. That's going to launch sometime around the, the first week of January.
1: Very okay? cool. Very so, cool.
7: So that auction, um, we're breaking up the number one 14 Cracker Jack set. Wow. All on our way. It's gorgeous. Got a Lajoye 9, a 51 Bowman Mantle 8. Have a,
1: you said the have, 14?
7: The 14 Cracker Jack set, yeah. The tough one. With Samadhi. I believe it's a five. Wow, cobs and oh my god! Yeah, it's insane. The set's insane. It's it's great. Wow. Okay, lots of but again, there's something for everybody. Wax boxes, sets, vintage cards, modern cards, the whole the whole thing. Now then we have our, then we're all like
1: you're it. so matter of fact about like
7: the stuff that you like. This is my day to day job, my <laughs> friend. <This is> ah, <laughs> yeah, what we, we we do at heritage.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> yeah, get we got a fourteen Matty bracket Jack PSA money. five. Hey,
7: we're losing money when I hang out with you guys. <laughs> Hanging out with Layton, I, I make money when I hang out with Layton. But when I hang out with you guys, this is just—you know—I just blew off two consigners, probably calling me right now. I have a question
3: for you, gentlemen. I think this is a cool question for the show, right? From our different perspectives, but money is no object. Piece of memorabilia or a card, what would you guys buy for your collection? That. Whether it be you sell it down the road or not is really irrelevant. But just one one item, one have.
1: item, or a group of items. It
2: could be a set.
1: Well, he said card, one item. You know, well, no, because I, 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 I was or, telling you know. I was telling J.M. during the commercial break. My I've um, I've been liquidating my T two hundred six collection to some private sales. Uh, to, I'm keeping my, my key ones, but I really want to have a signed baseball from. Every member of the initial Hall of Fame class. Oh, that's good stuff. See, that's a cool, that's a that's, cool that's thing. That's what, that's good from, stuff. That's what yeah. Mike That's like pretty that. neat. I I want to have one one sign ball from each from every one of those. Now, see, Grady is looking at me like I have like three heads right now. No,
7: I think you. That's a good choice. I'm shocked that you picked something. I thought you'd (laughs) say like a box of garbage pail kids or something stupid, but no. I mean, I just don't know what's going to come out of your mouth. But I mean, that's a that's an intelligent, well thought out piece of Which, hen, like,
2: hence the surprise. <laughs> yeah, hence the shock. Like, you just don't know what he's going to say. Right, exactly. How, how about you? Yeah, yeah. So honestly, and this is kind of personal, I know it's probably not the most, it's not the most valuable. I, I get a feeling it's going to be. You'll never guess what it's I It's going to be a
1: LeBron something. It's
2: not. No, it's not. It's actually, I want that card. I think it was probably 1980 or 81 that had, it was the perforated one that had Bird and Irving oh, and the Magic. the rookie card. The rookie card. And here's why I want it, because I was holding that in my hand when i was like 15 man my cousin had it and what did we do we we broke it up
1: i think i we can cons-
2: oh. broke it up did well, I you cons- can
7: get one of those easily yeah, yeah that's why we fine. broke it up yeah. we both we neither one of
1: us.
2: yeah i'm going to buy one I'm yeah but hold on it. that's Wait. my
1: point it's not something that's very
2: expensive yeah well it is hold
1: on I'd what's I'd like? a psa 9 in that card worth oh 30
2: grand, 30 grand.
1: Yeah. yeah so i mean it's i think they're yeah. even
7: more than that yeah. Yeah. but let's just say yeah maybe yeah i took the bird listen i took the bird I took yeah, the bird. So, yeah. My
2: cousin liked the Sixers, so I took the bird. He took the Irving, and we threw the magic away because <laughs> we both hated the Lakers. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's, that's called perspective right there. That's good for us. Uh, we have a
1: few minutes left? All right. So, Derek, uh, seriously, what's your Christmas wish?
2: <laughs> He's oh, going to get it in about three minutes when this show ends. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, no, I'm saying, uh, like, by that. Uh, wait, wait, wait world peace Oh, that's Star. good. No, that's Star. good. World I like peace. that. I like that. Star. That'll take care of itself. Layton, no, look,
7: look, let's get rid of COVID and let everybody <laughs> yeah, get back to enjoying Yeah. That's their a good life. one. We only got one chance. That's
2: a good on one. on this
7: planet and let's uh, you know, people, too many people dying obviously, not enjoying themselves. Yeah, yeah. I'm still I'm still going, thank God. Yeah. And our business is great. Other people are hurting. You know, we just want it's to
1: It's been it's been get, you know, something you making a damn good point. Layton, what, what is your wish for 2022?
3: Well, you know, uh, I guess as far as the hobby is that the good, you know, cheer and the good vibes continue for anyone and everyone from collectors to auction houses to investors. Uh, I personally am a fan of all the business activity happening, even though I know some of it can be a little bit scary or unsettling for people. I just remember graduating Rutgers College in 2000 and the industry as we know it is not the same as it was in 2000, which is just 21 years ago. So the fact that my son Crosby who's six will be seven day after Christmas, if he wants, as he grows up, this industry, this hobby, whatever you call it, will be a place that will be a wonderful way to make a living. If that's what he likes. If he doesn't like that, so be it. But I think that that's something that I'm personally very proud of. And then, you know, at a macro level for the hobby, I think it's wonderful news. And then, you know, listen, without getting too mushy, whether it be um, congenital hyperinsulism, which affects my son and yeah. about one of every 50,000 babies born every year. to so lots of other, you know, rare conditions and diseases that affect especially children across the world. Yeah. All the amazing parents that start organizations, uh, you know, to help families like mine, you know, to deal with it from birth. And then as the kids grow up, is unbelievable. So I'm
2: very thankful for that.
1: We have been blessed. I don't get one. Oh, no, go, bro.
2: I'd like to just host with Rico more often, <laughs> just the two of us. I understand. Yeah. That's- Get a limo to pick me up. Oh, and, 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 and also world peace. Yeah, that's no, you know something? <laughs> I would make a grid
7: road trip,
3: man. You get me in that limbo. I'll
2: go to I'm for kidding. You know like I love data. you. I know. <laughs> no, we,
1: we, we've been blessed. Hey, I think we've all been blessed. Yeah, we, if I
2: can do one other thing, how about unity? Like, we can all have our own opinions, but when the you-know-what hits the fan, we've got to come together. Absolutely.
1: That's what I'd like. Absolutely. As
2: Americans. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Correct.
1: I think, you know, Derek, Derek's uh, political beliefs and mine are kind of similar. And I, we talk, we've talked about that. We uh, uh, somehow, somehow, we got to move more to the middle. Absolutely, got to move more to the middle. Yeah. everyone. You yep. know? With that being said, guys, uh, great show. You guys awesome. mean a lot to us. Awesome. You know that, yeah. both of you. Oh, thank you. Uh, uh, and uh, we wish you guys a very healthy, happy Christmas. Hey, uh, Grady. By the way, I didn't get a commitment from you. <laughs> January seventh show. I'm flying to Florida. And Rico's flying okay. for us. So, Mallory's handling it by himself. Are you in or are you out? If I can, you mean if I can get up, if I can get up there? No, you don't have to. You can do it remotely do it like this if oh, you want. Oh, yeah, I'll
7: do it. Yeah, sure. I might even All be right. up there for a consignment. So, yeah, I can do it. All,
1: All right. right, great. Perfect. With that being said, we love you guys. Layton, All right. Derek, I'm you, go, you guys are two guys. of the best. And to our viewers and listeners, happy holidays. We love you. Happy collecting.